What's up? Welcome to this episode of The Uncultured Swine. I am your host, Glafics. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate my listeners for, you know, checking out my show because I feel like this show, you know, just by the title of it, The Uncultured Swine, I hope you don't expect to get like this dope-ass homework news report because i didn't even do my homework in high school y'all so college dropout here just fucking talking into a microphone about shit that's going on in my life and um i i like to talk about the human experience because i don't care who you are you can't take that away from me can't take away my personal experience so um with that said I do have a bit of a gift of gab and, you know, I just love to talk. It's almost like I love the sound of my own voice. But don't let me play this shit back because then I can't stand it. Only as it's coming out do I like to hear it. But then, like, if I hear a video or a playback, then that's a different story. Uh, your girl don't want to know what's up with that. So um, I would like to apologize in advance for any misinformation that I may unintentionally spread. If I ever do come to like say something, just take it with a grain of salt. I'm not a professional. There's my disclaimer. Um, so yeah. With that said, um, I, I have a thing about pets. So, like, I really like animals. Like, ridiculously like animals. Um, people, I don't think I have that many pets. Like, I actually want more. Um, but people come to my house and they're like, bitch, you have, like, a little mini zoo. Not like a little mini farm. Because I ain't got sheeps and goats and chickens. I do want chickens, though. (laughs) I wouldn't mind the little sheep. I just love their little wool. It's so cute. It's like you got a little sheep. I got my little rabbit. I want to have another rabbit, so I want to breed rabbits. That I do want to do. I would love to breed rabbits. Um, I I remember being a little girl and uh, crying, crying crying to my mom because I really wanted a freaking bunny I just wanted a bunny you know like I want a bunny and um well I did when I was a little girl I'm putting myself in a little girl spot that's why I say it in present tense but it's a past tense I did want a bunny um I still want bunnies (laughs) I'm not even gonna friend like I didn't grow up like that part of me never grew up like I still fucking love cute fuzzy animals so um we got a couple bunnies we got one and then i i you know they get lonely you know you can't just have a one bunny by itself like it gets lonely it's a community kind of animal so it's not like super territorial i don't think actually i don't know i'm not a bunny expert i just know that i wanted two and I was like, we'll get another boy. He just needs to have a friend. You know, he can't be by himself. So then um, we thought we got a boy. We ended up getting a girl. And now the girl wasn't as cute as my boy bunny because 
I got like a true dwarf. Like this little guy came out with the tiniest little ears and he was he was like a dwarf, like a little mini dwarf. Uh, tiniest ears, shortest little face. He had the roundest little bunny uh, body. He was just a cute little bunny. I don't know. He lived 11 years. And in bunny average, they do like six, six years max, I think. Usually, like that's the average is six years. So he almost doubled. Um, he was a very well taken care of animal. Like he was very loved. Uh, and not just by me. My, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And I'm going to just, you know, let y'all know that my uncle was the one that handled the bunny. Like, that who just, he, I had my bunny and that who just totally took over. Like, that was my pet. And yet, it slept in his room. So, <laughs> tell me whose pet it was. Anyway, I picked him. And that was good enough for me. I don't care if he loved my uncle more like we're still in the same household and i get to play with it whenever i want so i wasn't tripping about that i just loved having him for 11 years and then when he started having baby bunnies because we got him that girl not knowing that it was a girl she ended up not being a true dwarf so she wasn't as cute and i guess i really am super shallow because i'm like ah, i don't like you as much but she was a good bunny too she just was a little more active like she had more like wild in her she wasn't as dwarfy i guess the dwarf is kind of what makes them a little dumb for bunnies like they're not as re responsive or reflexive or anything like that they're kind of a little more slow and a little more like chill which is the kind of animal i like to have and um this girl she was a little more like on point you know because bunnies need to be fast and alert and she was she kind of looked like a hare and um we had a small backyard and these guys or she she got pregnant and dug a hole in the backyard and we lost her for a couple weeks we didn't know where she was and i was real sad until i saw little fur balls popping out of the ground like the size of my freaking you know fist when i was a little girl a little girl fist you know elementary school kid fist like that's how big they were popping out of the ground and it was so cute because it was like little cotton balls with cute little bunny faces and <laughs> like little bunny ears it was just the most adorable memory that i have and i would love to recreate that uh over and over and over again so uh, i want to try doing that i think i just want to do like a little bit of a project see if i can just breed a couple rabbits um a few liter litters <laughs> liters <laughs> let me just breed a few liters of these um start skinning them and and making uh fur coats out of miniature dwarf bunny lops <laughs> god that sounds horrible um nah but but i'm excited to have this guy i just have one right now i'm just thinking out loud i can't i like to think out loud uh, most of the shit that I come up with probably won't hit fruition. But I mean, if you like what I say and if you have the means to handle it, then by all means handle it. Because it's a pretty good idea, if I do say so myself. If you'd like to credit your girl graphics, I will most likely always accept the credit. You know, I, I do like free shit. So 
like to get it while the getting is good you know if it's not good then i ain't gonna get you know <laughs> i have to cut back a little bit um like my driving right now with these gas prices apparently apparently i heard don't quote me y'all but a little birdie not these in the cages that i got right here but little birdie told me that gas prices are gonna skyrocket to freaking nine to ten dollars oh yeah oh yeah it's like six almost seven bucks right now so it's pretty believable to think that it's gonna be like 10 bucks a gallon and it's like y'all think y'all want to blame russia like why are we even fighting russia like for real for real for real why are we sending troops to fight world war three like why are we doing that why are we sending out our oil reserves to Europe why are we doing that why why is President Biden sending the oil reserve that President Trump got for Americans to Europeans like why is this president doing what the last president story like that was ugh. it's like it's like those kids you know like you have a parent that's like building up all this wealth and then you have a spoiled child that just like takes it and fucking runs it to the ground. Ah. Anyway, you live and you learn, but unfortunately my son is here and now I have to deal with raising a child in this economy on my own. Thanks. Thanks, America. Um, and not only thanks, America, thanks that crazy lady sir that's in charge of like public health for the whole nation like national public health and shit it's like can you stop pushing your whole transhuman agenda on the children like can we stop and i i know it sounds like very um I don't know what it kind of sounds like. Honestly, like, I don't know what I sound like. And to be honest and fair, I don't play this shit back. I'm just thinking out loud. And if you're writing with me, then, you know, hopefully this makes sense. Because I'm trying to make sense of it. And what I've picked up on, and I like to think it's because my son was born. But I also like to think that God operates in mysterious ways. So, um, who knows? Who knows why my radar you know started popping up on this trans um issue with the kids you know like why are they pushing it on the kids first of all it trips me out that abortion is so like yeah <laughs> women's rights it's like um that supreme court decision in the 70s really did a number on the way that we interpret things like it literally gave us a whole new way of interpreting what was established for centuries you know um this whole notion that the right to privacy gives you a right to murder or the right to privacy takes away um or is greater than the value or uh, how do i see this is where i'm thinking out loud it's gonna sound a little if iffy 
But, you know, this is why I am your uncultured swine of a host, okay? Because we're, we're getting through this together. Um, but I'm thinking out loud here. And it seems to me like privacy, you know, because, okay, so there's like three people involved. Let's just say there's three people involved. It is what it is. You know, people are going to get like, no graphics. It's an embryo. It's a clump of cells. Yes, honey. I did those arguments in fucking my debate class in high school. Okay. I already am familiar with those arguments. Okay. I purposefully played devil's advocate because I love playing devil's advocate. So I understand the whole lychee um, clump of cells argument. Like you're not, you know, but that's elementary. So you're going to have to convince me with a different argument because that argument didn't convince me when I was in high school and I was using it as like the counter argument to what I really believed. Anyway, um, that's beside the point. The point is that this clump of cells um, has the genetic code and I don't care what like what it looks like is genetic code. That's like the blueprint. Once you got the blueprint you got the building pretty much you know it, it's like you got the building that's like you're submitting the work and it's gonna be built you know like you're gonna start building it you're gonna start putting it under construction so that's how i understand dna conception you know um i am you know like i do believe you know in god <laughs> I do believe in God. I, I do have a faith. I'm not atheist. I'm not uh, Gnostic or anything like that. I do believe that there's meaning in the universe. And I think that people are born with user manuals that nobody tells you about. Like, that's the biggest scam. When I had my son, they were just like, oh, no, there's no user manual for this. There's no user manual for this. Except, you know, if you drink a gallon of water a day, it's nearly impossible not to produce breast milk and i challenge i challenge anybody i challenge you a gallon not two cups not soda or gatorade water h2 o okay hydrogen two two hydrogen linked up to an oxygen atom okay that's what you need to be consuming a gallon of what there's a measurement you know so there's a formula there's the amount consume it and tell me that shit ain't gonna produce breast milk just tell me just tell me it doesn't fucking tell me it doesn't all right so that's that's number one argument and honestly like i've been arguing with mothers on this like uh, class action lawsuit post on fucking IG because mothers should not be struggling with this. Like, if you can educate a mother and teach her how to feed her child for free, like, you don't have, you don't gotta be spending money on formula, homegirl. Formula is expensive. Like, there's a formula shortage. And, like, all right, maybe not everybody has access to drink water. That's fucked up. I think that should be the re- like that's the real humanitarian crisis. If you don't have access to water, that's the real crisis because water literally is everything. Is everything. I'm sorry, but it is. And I'm sure like my Pisces, my Scorpios, and my Cancers will all agree. Like water is a shit. Okay. 
emphasize on the t. t. All right. Enough with that tangent. So, <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like that. I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I get all worked up. I think that, you know, God created us. There is a design. Like, we are designed. There's patterns to the universe. Like, there's just, it is what it is. The Fibonacci code, the sequence, you know? Like, how do you, how do you explain the same spiral over and over and over again? in like snail shells seeds regular shells your ear um you know flowers pollen microscopic organisms you know it's everywhere you see it all over the place um i don't know it's a little interesting to kind of pick up on the vibe that i'm i'm you know experiencing like I don't know like <sighs> I'm not trying to seem like I'm speaking for like the entire culture like I said I'm speaking for my personal human experience and the vibe I've been picking up is a little iffy it just feels like a lot of people have been dying for a couple years like a lot of people have been dying and the ones that are left have been grieving, you know, that's just what it feels like to me. It feels like these people are grieving. And even though we're not talking about it so much, it's kind of like, how do we how do we move on past that? Like, how do we face the fact that our loved ones are here today and gone tomorrow or, you know, they're gone right before our eyes or, you know what I'm saying? Like they were here this morning, but this evening they're gone. Like, how do we how do we come to terms with that? How do we come to terms with like, fuck, I'm living today wishing, you know, my homegirl was still here so that I can tell her about this dope ass uh, new song that came out that she would just completely love or, you know, like a new episode of anything, you know, like, ah, shit, like, I miss you. That's that's happening, not just in my house not just in my personal life you know what i mean like i know that shit's happening and and i don't know exactly like who i can't point a finger and be like that guy over there he's fucking grieving the loss of his best friend nah i i it's hard to tell and pinpoint and and know how strong it is but but it's there and um and it feels a little funny, you know, like I go, I go out and I don't see people I like eye contact. <laughs> eye contact is a little diminished. Um, the rise in, in, you know, inflation that just puts people in a really tight spot. Like I just, you can't tell me it doesn't you know like have you ever been tight on money like you kind of feel like you're gonna go crazy and you know usually people get mean and kind of get desperate and we have to remember how we can make things better because I feel like sometimes it's very easy to get stuck and trapped in a rat race you know like the system's already been set up so 
from a young age, you've already been initiated into the way things are going to be for you in your life. I didn't realize that when I was a kid. Um, the public school system that I was in had like tracks and there was a, a Spanish speaking track for the the Mexicans, the Hispanics, the Spanish speaking students and a lot of those people were children from immigrant families so they got to study together and it was cool because it was like oh you know like you guys have more in common um, but they did, you know, like, I didn't really make friends outside of that group. So, like, I only had friends that were like me. I didn't experience other cultures um, except, you know, people like me. And people like me, first generation um, American you know with immigrant parents most likely below poverty line most likely you know carrying a lot of hurt a lot of trauma a lot of um you know difficulties and and a lot of strength to keep going and strength isn't always soft <laughs> strength is oftentimes very harsh um and, uh, you know, the kids grow up. And if they don't know what college is or higher education, then it's very hard for them to understand the importance of it. Because you don't understand that work. I, I don't know. It's just hard to explain, but... I started getting into the trans topic and then I segued off. And look at me, 20 minutes, 20 minutes of segued off and then I'm thinking, oh yeah, trans. So I'm thinking about all of this, right? I'm thinking about all of this. And then I'm starting to see people kind of, instead of promoting good habits or positive, healthy healing, they start promoting band-aids and um, I don't know so I I had a hard time before I got on my antidepressants okay now, I hear it's very common that people, before they get on antidepressants, fight it. It's like, no, it's very resistant. You know, we're very resistant. Why? Where is that resistance coming from? Because that's very natural. You know, it's very natural to feel a resistance towards it. Um, so why? Why are we resistant to take medication? I don't know about anybody else, but I know that. I personally felt resistance because I knew that I was feeling like shit because something was wrong. I didn't know what was wrong. 
I just knew something was wrong. Something was wrong. There was something wrong. And I felt like shit. And I felt like I couldn't fix it. And that's why it was very, very difficult to get out of that negative mental state. You know, because it's like something that is wrong that you can't fix. Kind of makes you feel a little stuck. And um, when they were telling me like, you know, you need to take antidepressants. It's going to help help you feel better. It's going to help you feel better. I knew that if I started to feel better, I most likely wasn't going to do the work to change why I felt like shit. Um... I think that society is a lot different now than it used to be. Um, I think about work and my family and, you know, my, my uncles who passed away and how they grew up and the world that they left behind and the world that they came into just comparing the two seems so different because I, I was looking at one of my uncle's uh, pictures for uh, his funeral service and um, there was some of him in the ranch just sitting down on the floor just like on the grass sitting down on the grass uh, eating lunch in in the in the um, in the field and it just looked so peaceful and so natural and very beautiful and I just thought wow like that was such a simple simple time and maybe it wasn't so simple but maybe people felt less anxiety because the body was actually operating the way that it was supposed to so like all the hard work and labor that they put into the day kind of resulted in like oh yeah I accomplished something today whereas nowadays like I noticed like at the end of his life he was very depressed and it could have been because he was retired and I noticed that you know the, the he was in a car accident and um doing the therapies not having his car really kind of put him down you know like something's wrong and you can't really fix it and you know like you're stuck I saw him kind of feel stuck and I noticed like everything bothered him about like technology technology really bothered the old-school uh, generation um, because he was about fresh air and labor like like labor not calculators he would you know he wouldn't use a calculator. He would always like do the work. He'd always write down the numbers and and do the math. And when he passed away, um, he lived with us. That's why it was so impactful for me. Um, we were home. My mom found him and um, she called me 
I was outside smoking in the morning, a little wake and bake. So I was like, why is she calling me? I'm fucking smoking, you know, like, what, what the heck? Oh, no, I was talking to my neighbor. And my mom's like, come on, like, come on. And I was like, what? And um, my uncle was on the floor. And I called 911 because I, I couldn't tell if he was alive or not. And uh, they, they started telling me to perform CPR, which I've, I, I've never done. And, like, I don't know, like, my uncle, he wasn't, like, very affectionate either. So, I, I, I wouldn't really hug him. So, like, touching him and, and trying to, like, do chest compressions was, was really, like, out of my comfort zone. And then just the fact that he was dying was like, fuck, I have to do it. You know, like, I don't have a choice. There was nobody else around. Who else is going to do it? Had to be me. Um, but I was panicking on the phone. I was just like, why are you telling me to do this? Like, that's, that's, that's why I'm calling y'all. Like, so that I don't have to do this. That's why, that's what our tax, you know, like, our taxes go for. Like, we pay taxes so that first responders can come take care of these emergency situations. Like, I don't know. That's why I called 911. Anyway, so I was pissed. And then uh, my mom takes the phone away from me because I'm yelling at the lady. And then the lady starts telling my mom to do chest compressions on her brother who's on the floor. And I get pissed because how dare she do that to my mom like how is she gonna tell my mom to do that that's so traumatic like lady don't don't do that like don't tell us to do that just hurry up and get here like the fuck I don't know and I get it I get it like that's the shit that saves people's lives you know but I honestly felt like I I pushed the life out of him like I literally feel like that and it's so fucked up cause it's like bruh like you're just in this fucking panic situation. Your uncle's on the floor and you're trying to do chest compressions and all you see is his face just, you know, like sucking into his skull and um, like his, his lip. Like, I don't know, all that, all the, um, all the life was gone and I was just like panicked and it was like, totally insane and why am I talking about this because it's part of the human experience yeah I guess yeah it is and it's uh it's pretty incredible to think that you know when we die like what happens to us like is that it is that game over do we come back as bugs as plants is the reincarnation a part of purgatory because nobody knows what happens when you actually stop reincarnating you can't reincarnate forever there has to be an end right so is the end Jesus Christ and that's when he lets us go into heaven? Or how does that work? Because I don't think that's how it works. I think Christians believe that 
we die and our souls um, will come back to our bodies and then our physical bodies will ascend into heaven because there's three two prophets and one virgin in heaven um, so the mother of God or our lady um, she's uh, she was ascended body and soul and I believe um, Elijah the prophet Eli uh, two of the prophets I forget their names I'm sorry but you can google it if you really care because <laughs> I'm not gonna google it right now I'm sorry <laughs> but two prophets uh, ascended into heaven um, and they're 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 physically there so I know that when Jesus was born or was you know prophesizing walking around Jerusalem they thought that he was one of those prophets like nah you know you're not him but they're like nah he's not gonna be born as a baby he's gonna come back as he was picked up picked up <laughs> anyway um so that's why we do a proper burial and it's cool to think that when we like when when we are like when that time comes like we're gonna come back up like zombies so maybe that's where the zombie um th the idea of zombies comes from you know because the people that um are in heaven or are part of the heavenly court will rise up uh uncorrupted corpses like the saints i believe saint padre pio is one of the catholic saints whose body has not corrupted saint therese of Lisieux, um or saint therese the little flower she she's uncorrupted as well and um there was a new saint that was canonized in 2019 i believe um uh carlo acuti some 30 or he was a he was a high school student when he passed away and his body up to this point hasn't corrupted so that's pretty saintly and that should say something because it trips me out catholic saints don't corrupt after death but the buddha did so i just think that those teachings have merit i think that the buddha's teachings are valid but the saints teachings are more powerful that's just how i feel that's just how i see it you know like that it is what it is like yo the buddha's rotten somewhere like the worms got to him but saint padre pio saint therese so not just boy saints girl saints too you know like it's not just like patriarchy like we you know girls get shout outs i guess if you want to see it like that i don't know it's just very interesting for me to think about um i'll get into the trans topic later 
because it, it is going to come up again and again, especially now that I'm going to put my son in school. Um, and that's the only reason that I'm actually tripping on it. But it's kind of cool because I'm going to get into like the whole topic of AI. Actually, I should do my homework because this is actually a really cool topic that I want to dive deep into. Um, how transhumanism isn't just like gender. It's also like like Terminator you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger, Terminator, like half human, half robot. But maybe that's the AI part. I don't know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna have to look more into that. But next time, I'll talk about that. If you guys want me to like look into other stuff, send me a message, email, Twitter, tweet, whatever the heck you guys. Um, Hit me up about it. Let me know what you think. And don't forget to like this. Share this podcast with your mother and your um, siblings. And uh, until next time, thank you for tuning in. You're awesome. Have a great rest of your day.